You want to find and keep your tribe of raving fans. I want to support that journey. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with your host, Justin Lamb of 360 Media. I explore ways to help you build a more attractive business that finds and keeps your tribe of raving fans. Hey everybody, this is Justin Lamb and you're listening to episode two. No, this is three, episode three uh, of season two of Digging Deep, where we help business owners build better businesses. Uh, and today I have on uh, the show with me, a friend of ours, brand new to our BNI chapter. Um, and, and it's really great. We, we had a conversation about uh, a few days ago and we just really hit it off. And I thought, what a great opportunity to have him come on the show. So NT, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you today? Man, I'm doing fantastic. And uh, Justin, thanks for actually inviting me onto the podcast. It's always been, uh, you know, an, an idea of mine to, to pop on a podcast. So when we had the great one-to-one uh, last week, it really spoke to me, really resonated with me. And, you know, thanks for having me on the show, man. Uh, super excited to have you on the show. Um, so I'm going to get right into it. So tell, a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are and, you know, how did you get to where you are today? Whew, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I could go on and on, but um, in essence, uh, I'm NT. Um, originally, I was actually uh, born in Ottawa, so I did move to here in Vancouver in 2016. Um, started door-to-door sales uh, in 2016, moved here with a thousand bucks in my bank account, really. Uh, I did not know it was door-to-door. <laughs> and then the director of sales walks in and says, you guys are knocking doors. I'm like, oh man, what did I get myself into? And, and long story short, um, stuck it out because, uh, you know, there's an idea in my head that mama raised no quitters and, you know, I don't quit. So I gave myself a good three months and after three months did, uh, did really well. And uh, fast forward two years, um, in 2018, started up a fintech company, Panda Pay, here in Western Canada, and now brings me to the podcast with yourself. And just a normal dude, man, and from Ottawa, you know, a typical immigrant story, you know, cold <laughs> Ottawa, <laughs> dime in the di- parents came in with a dime, and now we are where we are. So <laughs> that's an awesome, uh, you know, segue. And, and, you know, I think I'll start off that journey is, um, you know, a lot of people don't really uh, have much experience, you know, door knocking. And I think door knocking is such an intrinsically difficult uh, profession to be in when you're cold calling, when you're knocking on doors. Uh, mind you, nowadays, I think it's not super safe to knock on doors because <laughs> more than likely people think that you're going to rob them. And, and, and I mean, we're in Canada, so it doesn't happen as often, but I bet you in the U.S. there are a lot more people with guns ready to blow your head off when you're knocking on doors selling stuff. But tell me about, you know, the difficulty that, uh, you know, you came across or that you experienced when you were first knocking doors. Well, I mean, I mean, kind of getting thrown into it because so so the backstory behind this, it was with a big, uh, big company here and they had a con they had a contract with a, a very well-known telecom company, one of the leaders of telecom in Canada. Uh, so we were subcontractors for them to implement their new, um, I guess you can say lines into every single neighborhood, right? Um, and me not knowing it was door to door because the original, uh, my, my friend who had invited me to take a look at, you know, the company, because I fell in love with Vancouver, right? Uh, and I wanted a way here, right? And, you know, she, she had said, uh, well, you know what, NT, are you going to do is you're going to run around a neighborhood 
with an iPad and you're gonna collect signatures. <laughs> and each signature is gonna pay you 10 bucks. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, great. Well, you know what? Uh, I understood a barrier to entry because I was just finishing my schooling at Carleton University, international business. I was working at the bank, uh, the government, uh, and you know, always had like a, a nine to five job. So I've never done door to door. I've never done commission only. So I did not know this was commission only, even though it was paying me 10 bucks a signature, right? So I asked her back, I'm like, well, you know, um, what is the average amount of signatures that each person is getting per day? And she ex went to explain, you know, about 15 to 20 signatures. So I'm like, okay, quick math, 150, 200 bucks, a little bit more than what I might be making at the bank right now. And I'm working so hard at the bank, right? Working like dollar, like per hour, you know, I'm working at the government and it's like, I, I didn't feel fulfilled there, right? So I knew there was something else there. So long story short, she then said, OMT, you know what? Knowing you'd probably do 40 signatures in a day. And I'm like, oh, don't tell me that, <laughs> you know? Um, so when I first came here, it was very tough. It was very tough. I actually uh, got zero signatures for a whole week. And, you know, uh, getting rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection. It was like, I moved here September 27th. So it was rainy, it was cold. I, did, I heard about the Vancouver rain, but until I experienced the Vancouver rain, you understand it's, it's a different type of chill. Um, so it was very difficult. There was a lot of mind battles and, and really was, you know, can I actually do this? Am I good for this? And, and you know, a thought came into mind is, you know, why, why are people so mean? Right, like I'm just trying to explain to you what we're trying to do here to better yourselves, right? Um, and it wasn't until it took a, a, a huge mindset change in the perspective of, of why I'm getting the type of responses and, and you know, really work on the communication aspect so I can get my, my messaging across really quickly within seven seconds and to explain the value of, of what I can do to help better people's lives in the community. And whether they, they said yes or no, that's something that I can't control, but I can control my attitude and I can control how I feel uh, upon those. So, you know, um, after, after three weeks, so like after a week I zeroed, didn't make any money and I was on a huge budget. I had a thousand bucks in my bank account and I saw my money dwindling down. I'm like, oh geez, <laughs> I was eating like, like crab dinner. <laughs> it's pretty bad, man. It's pretty bad. My mom was like crying inside, but I'm like, don't worry, mom. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to make it. Um, then started my first day that I, that I, a major breakthrough was uh, eight signatures. So I made 80 bucks that day. Right. But then I was taxed and I was like, oh, Jesus, like, you know, 62 something, something dollars. Then hit my double digit uh, day a few days after. And then that was another breakthrough. And then, you know, just trying to consistently hit the double digits, you know, 12 signatures, then 15 signatures. Started doing really well. And then started getting 25 signatures per day. And then, you know, uh, the company sent me to another location on Vancouver Island where I just skyrocketed. And, you know, the rest is history. Fantastic. And I think salespeople in general, um, especially ones who are commission only, uh, have a different type of hunger. Um, and, and it's the same hunger as entrepreneurship, I believe. And, and you can hear me out on this. But the hunger of realizing that your success entirely hinges on your ability to persevere and do the work. And that 
the sky is the limit. You could sell as many as you can sell. And of course, then you start to get brilliant as an entrepreneur. You try to figure out how to multiply that. Um, but in essence, I think some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time are generically really good sales uh, men in, in terms of not having to work for a internal commission um, or internal wage plus a commission, but like literally going out and um, fending for themselves. And so, you know, we talked, you talked about the mind battles that go on, um, you know, when you're out and about and getting the nose and rejections in your face. Mm -hmm. And I think mindset is such a, a powerful uh, element that is so often um, overlooked or undervalued in terms of, um, you know, how are we going to get to another level of our business? In terms of, you know, mindset what type of things did you do to bolster your mindset over those years it's hmm, a great question um books read a lot of books you know um i think it's it's being totally obsessed in sharpening the axe so you know one thing that really really helped me um was having a a, a massive obsession in in refining my skills and having a, a good structure as well. So for instance, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd read a good book, um, whether it's like a, a challenger sale, right? Or good to great, right? Or even like a positive mindset. So I'd put an audio on in the background while you know, I'm, I'm like exercising in the morning, right? Because we used to go hit the gym. You know, the gym was really a good one too, right? Because I'd be around like-minded individuals and we'd converse and you know, the like-minded individuals, because we, we were in like, we were in groups of like four, right? And having those type of individuals around me that was sharing the same type of struggles, it really helped us talk about what we were going through during that day, you know? And, and like, if I got, if, if, if I had a day and I got zero signatures, I made zero dollars, right? And then now at dinner, I'd be like, oh shoot, I made zero bucks, but I spent like 10 bucks on dinner, right? having my friend on the side was like, Hey man, you know, like I, I went through that too. You know, I had a zero day, but you know, this is what I did for me to have a breakthrough. So to share our obstacles and our challenges and really hearing what it was working with other people in the same job or in the same environment, because it was a job, right? It really helped change your perspective. I'm like, okay, wow, this guy is maybe doing 12 signatures a day. I did what he did, but started implementing myself into it. Maybe I can eventually get there as well. So really listening to the people who have what you want, you know, and I think that was a very basic, it's a basic philosophy and fundamental uh, value I have, you know, which is why I really enjoy conversations, Justin, because, you know, to me, you know, you're, you're a person that's 15 years experience or plus in business, you built so many businesses. And obviously you, 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 you possess and you have things that I don't have. And I, I want to learn a lot from you. Right. Which is why um, it's a basic fundamental, you know, thinking that I have just to, just to listen and to seek out, to seek out knowledge from those that have what you want and, and really stay on a good structure. Then after what really helped me too, uh, finally was at the end of the day to, to write down and debrief the day. Right. It's like, okay, a journal at night would usually like knock from like we start at 11 a.m and we finish our last knock at eight <laughs> it's a big day we get back dinner right we got to cook dinner 
And then usually around dinner time, put on some good audio in the background while I'm cooking and then put on some nice music and then start journaling. Okay, what worked? What didn't work? Let's go through a nice little mental recall. Oh, wow, I felt this type of way at this door. This person said this to me. It made me feel this type of way. Why? Right? Okay, this person said this. What could I have had said to make it a little bit better of an interaction? And, you know, I find doing that consistently over time, um, a good, it, I did that for a good year, <laughs> a good year. It, it really helped sharpen the axe and refine myself. So, you know, uh, to answer a bit of your question there. Amazing. And so and your answer actually embodies so many different things. Uh, and so I'm going to help break it down for some of the people uh, and we can kind of touch on each point. So the first thing um, that stood out to me is that you did a, what I call a daily consistent habit, right? Um, mm -hmm. now, I know uh, gurus like Tony Robbins, um, you know, uh, Robin Sharma, uh, all of these people talk about daily constant habits and in, you know, by doing them consistently every day, um, what we're really doing is really improving the neural pathways. The the biologically, that's what we're doing. We're increasing the activity over the same synapses over and over again until they become, you know, this deep rooted sort of sledding route. I use a sledding uh, uh, as a, an example. So if you're going down a route on a sled and you keep going down this route over and over again, that route gets deeper, faster, and, and more compact, and it just kind of flies down there. And what you're doing every day is, you know, in my belief, is is by strengthening this neural pathway, uh, you start to embody those learnings. And at first it becomes clunky and it feels awkward. You get confused. Um, you try it and you kind of get a different result. And so your mind struggles with it. But the fact that you stuck with it for a full year, I think is really valuable because what you actually just developed was a muscle. What people now think of it as, wow, you're so talented NT. Um, wasn't really the case. It's because you've done it so many times over and over again and consistently constantly improved um, and repeated that cycle that it became a part of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it seems like that you did that both uh, from a sales standpoint, but I mean, going to the gym is another daily consistent habit. Yeah, that's right. And like, just, I'm not, I'm not talented one bit, man. I just, I just think work, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard, you know, like it's, I think anybody could do it if they just put their mind, heart, and soul into it, and they really was non-negotiable with themselves, right? Like, for my aspect is if if I if I if I didn't make it happen, then I'd, I'd starve. <laughs> and we live in Canada, we live in North America. There's so much opportunity, so you know, I'm I'm not talented. I think just doing the right thing for people, um, and having a burning desire to to better yourself, you know, is is. Uh, is 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 an important is an important framework you know to have yeah. and so that point is really interesting too because i mean as much as it, it uh i think people will resonate with that what you've really done is, is you've created what we call mental leverage right mental. and the mental leverage is really important um now that mental leverage means that you've given yourself a compelling enough argument something that you desire so badly that it causes you such a level of discomfort that you need to take action in that moment to relieve the pressure. Yeah. So for you, it's about having a meal on the table. It's about having dollars in your bank account. Mm -hmm. Can you share with me what those feelings kind of were like when you're, you know, you're out making, you know, a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars a day in the beginning. And, you know, you got to spend 10% um, you know, on one single meal, like you're, you're just your dinner, forget the breakfast and lunch, you know, um, 
what is what is what goes through your mind at that point when you're you know so, so early on you've seen your bank account dwindle um and you know the struggle that must happen on what you choose to eat or what you choose to buy that's a great great question well obviously no designer stuff <laughs> it's funny you know you're like it's gq up. yeah but uh, i mean Number one, I buy things on sale, right? <laughs> I, buy, I never buy full price. These these are these are blue blue light glasses from Amazon. You know, twenty bucks, right? Twenty bucks. Um, this this is designer, but this is a it's it's a reward I gave myself because I actually haven't shopped in like two years, right? And, and I didn't buy it full price. No way, no way. <laughs> and I have I have a I have a I have like a an actual budget, right? So I look at it, and you know, a, a good finance mentor of mine used to say, you know. What, what would you pay for it? There's a sticker price, but there's a price that you would pay for it as well. And if the sticker price doesn't go down to the price that you would pay for it, does it line up with your values to buy it, right? So I'm like, okay, great. If, this, if it goes on sale enough, something nice, right? And it goes down to my, of what I think it's worth, I'll buy it. But if it's still not what I think it's worth, I won't buy it, right? Um, but to answer your question, uh, budgeting. You know, budgeting, 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 man, like 100 bucks. Sometimes I make 50 bucks a day. Sometimes I make 100 bucks. Sometimes I make 150. Um, but really break it down in terms of my budgeting. Okay, you know, my groceries cost me this much per week, right? My cell phone costs, right? Um, I didn't have a car. My, my rent cost me this much. And, and really breaking it down. And it's kind of, it was kind of tough because on days that I didn't make money, um, or I didn't push myself forward or I didn't make any dollars. Like I kind of had to think to myself, did, did I really, now you're, you're a coach. So I, you can probably tell me this, if it's a good thinker or not, but I would say, did I really deserve to, to have this much of a nice meal, you know? And it kind of pushed me a bit more because instead of having, you know, a, a good quality, like, steak right um you know i would probably have to settle for like canned tuna and like mayonnaise <laughs> right and, and really researching different diets that still hit my my nutrients and macros but was still friendly on the wallet until like i had a good week and, and you know when i did have a good week i'd, I'd go out and i'd eat but I'd, I'd limit myself like dinner would be like under 20 bucks like, like i would go to them to the to a restaurant, look at the menu, and the first time I'd be like a tw under twenty bucks, under twenty bucks, under twenty bucks, under twenty bucks, because I had a bigger purpose, I had a bigger financial goal, right? Like ultimately, what I wanted to do and what I really want to do is is help retire my parents. That is my burning desire, right? They they came here, they didn't have a lot, and you know they struggled, right? My dad worked, my mom and dad worked three jobs. Growing up, I never really saw my dad. You know, he worked at Canada Post as a mailman. He uh, started his shift at 4 p.m. and got back at midnight, right? I remember, like, we'd get back from school, and I, like, we'd always get a phone call at 5, and my mom would be like, guess who that is? And, like, and my, my sister and I would be like, daddy. And then we'd talk to my dad over the phone, and it wasn't until, uh, I think it was around 9 or 11 years old that really my dad got more seniority and got the day shift, so we saw him. But, you know, at that point, 11 years of night shift work like Justin you would know what if that does on your your body right and your mind and, and your your diet so 
you know, I, my, my parents, you know, struggled and uh, my burning desire to push past that was really to help them give a better life, whatever retirement means, but just give them more freedom and choices, right? And it's pretty, pretty, pretty nice to see that that's coming very near soon, possibly sometime this year, right? Uh, maybe next. And, um, you know, I, I knew like every single dollar I spent more on ourselves, on, on me, it, it's just pushing me away from that financial goal back then, back then. So um, it really helped discipline myself and really know what, what the purpose is and, and why. And especially when I'm, I'm out there knocking doors, right? Like I didn't look at the dollars. If I, if I didn't have any signatures in the day, I didn't look at people like, oh, you got to sign with me. Like I got to make 10 bucks. I look at the purpose over the profits. Like really, like I remember, because eventually I became a, a manager and started coaching other people in my team too. I said, you know, what really gets you going? What really gets me going is in the morning, I think about how I can add value to people. And once I get that ball rolling, I have now what we call momentum. And then now I have momentum. Now I'm going to create a little challenge within myself. Okay, NT, it's noon. You have like eight signatures now. You got, you got five hours left. Okay, great. Let's try and break, you know, your yesterday's goal. And now I got momentum and I just ride the momentum. Discipline is a really interesting um, thing and and I think a lot of people feel uh, at times they don't have discipline and and it's actually quite the opposite. Discipline actually comes I think when a uh, individual has enough mental leverage, enough purpose, enough drive, uh, and and often you know I, I use weight loss as an example. A lot of people go you know in January first they have this resolution to lose weight, but they don't actually have the mental drive for it. They don't have the the mental leverage to really like really hate their body, really hate, you know, uh, where their health is at. And because it's not strong enough, you don't have the desire to put in the work and the discipline. Um, the pain isn't high enough to drive the action. And so, you know, for you, uh, the desire to, you know, want to retire parents to the desire to, you know, stay true to your own health, um, you know, and, and having all of these obstacles that are in your way, um, because the mental desire is strong enough, the leverage is strong enough, you're able to stay disciplined. And so if I think a person who's listening to this, if you're going to get value out of this, it's if you're, if we're having discipline issues, it's probably because you don't have enough mental leverage uh, on it um, for you to really want to complete it. I don't really believe that uh, anything that you really want in life isn't achievable, but it's because you don't have enough mental leverage, the, the, the real why, uh, for you to propel yourself above and beyond that. I mean, that being said, there are, there are mental hurdles like limiting beliefs or, or programming is like, I like to call it in the coaching arena. Um, that might hinder that, but I believe that um, if you've identified, you know, that you have uh, a, an extraordinary amount of mental leverage to that, um, and that you don't have, you know, super high restricting limiting beliefs, um, you know, that either you've overcome them or you've addressed them, that you couldn't achieve what it is that you wanted to achieve as long as the focus and drive was hard enough. Absolutely. And we manifest that every day, uh, every, every time you know, if you really, 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 really wanted something, um, didn't matter how long it is, you'd eventually achieve it, right? And the same thing is, is you could really want something today 
And in about a month's time, you didn't want it anymore. And all of a sudden you have your sites focused on something else. And you didn't actually get the thing that you really wanted originally because your sites have changed. So it's really about the focus uh, of which we're putting. And, you know, I believe where focus goes, energy flows. Um, and, and I know that Tony says the same thing. Uh, many other people uh, in different principles uh, say the same thing. And for me, it was practice tried and true uh, over 20 years in, in, in doing business and doing these daily consistent habits that I realized that is focus is uh, it, it requires the mental leverage. Yes, yes, yes. And, and to speak back to that, I think having absolute clarity, like clarity, what and why you're doing it, right? Because it's like, uh, what did they say, Justin? Um, uh, your destination within a GPS will end, will get you anywhere. <laughs> and sometimes that anywhere is not where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, because if we don't know where we are now and we don't know where we want to go, well, then you can be anywhere on that GPS and, you know, the route is, is arbitrary. Um, right. And so, you know, the other thing that I want to talk to you or, or sort of touch upon is, is that, you know, um, you developed a roadmap, right? You, you knew where you wanted to go and every day you would track that. And tracking is just the ability for you to be accountable, um, for you to have metrics. And, you know, another thing that I think people often overlook is what metrics bring to the table. I think people, you know, have an aversion to metrics because they don't want to face the music. Facing the music is hard, not for not for anything other than sometimes you just suck, um, and you just have to accept that you suck. Um, you know, and and when you accept that you suck, you know that there's an opportunity for change. But you know, the pain of knowing that we're we suck, um, or the pain of finding out that we suck. Um, that fear that we're not good enough, that I think that's the fear that drives everything is that we're not going to have find love or find uh, affinity to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if we're, if we're not able to complete the things that we want, um, or if we're not able to show up, like we, we feel like it. So we try to avoid it. We try to avoid the pain of knowing that I'm running in the reds, like as a startup company, um, and I'm not turning over any money, but I'm, I'm willing to accept new money, uh, but I'm not building a proper business because I'm not looking at the metrics. I'm just looking, well, I can get another 10 million off of a VC today. And, uh, you know, that'll keep me going for a few more months, but they're not, they don't have the drive uh, and the purpose to want to run a profitable business. Mm -hmm. um, so it is really great that I think, you know, you're, you're on such a, a great track with that by, by making sure that you have smart, uh, measurable results. The other thing that you talked about and see, like you have all this great wisdom and, you know, you might not just know how to iterate. And so I, hopefully I'm doing a good translation for some of these people. The other thing that I think that you, you do a wonderful job of, um, you know, we talk about that is, uh, finding the right herd, right? The yes. herd that you stand around, that you're with every day, makes such a big difference. Um, so, talk to me uh, about you know the type of people that you hung out with, and you know, do you have instances in your life? And you must. I mean, everybody goes down the wrong path somewhere, some way, shape, or form. Do you have an example of you know where you veered off the path and how the people around you manifested that, uh, and then you know being on the right path and how the right people help you manifest that? Great question. Well, you know, I think I'm very grateful to have good people around me. You know, number one, like people like yourself, right? People like our BNI group, um, and um, 
and ever since I actually got to, I, I, I came to Vancouver, like it's, I've just been so blessed in the past five years just to be around great people. But then again, like I choose to be around good people, you know, like I really, I really learned um, that, you know, your inner circle and, and you are who you surround yourself around, right? Like my mentor back in like when I was 19, I, I was building direct sales company. That was when I first understood personal growth. He said, you know, the, the average of your, and this is, this, this is, is Jim Rohn. I know it. I know this I is Jim Rohn. <laughs> I can tell, I know exactly where this one's coming from. I, I, I don't remember lots of names, but I know like the one or two that always stick out and Jim Rohn is what I, I think you're about to quote. Jim Rohn, yeah, Jim Rohn is, is, is a guru, right? But it's probably uh, what the average of your bank account is the average of the five people you hang around, right? Yeah. And at 19 years old, you know, I, I was I, like, I have black hair now, but at 19, I had yellow and blonde hair and it was spiky, <laughs> right? And, you know, I wanted more in life. I, I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more. And my mentors had said, well, you know, for things to change, you have to change, right? Um, and he said, like, if, if you're starting business as well, do you think, he's like, okay, what type of person do you want to attract into your business? Whether it's a partner or it's a customer. And I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, think about a very successful person right now. That would be a make a great partner or that would be the customer client of your dreams. <laughs> uh, and I thought about all the wealthy people and I thought about the people who had influence. I'm like, well, this person. And then he said, being who you are right now and looking the way you're looking. And he, really, he was really harsh at me. Do you think that person will want to do business with you? I said, no. <laughs> so, you know, ever since then, uh, I was 19 because I, I come from like, uh, you know, growing up, I did martial arts. And then around like when I started high school, um, yeah, my, my parents kind of let me dabble into the, my own things that I really wanted to try. They're great parents, you know, growing up, you know, did the typical Asian thing, you know, swimming, piano class, abacus, Chinese school in the morning on Saturdays. <laughs> Geez, like I had no life, right? It's like packed. And, and then high school came, oh, and Taekwondo as well. Um, and then high school came and I started dance. Dance was the first extracurricular that I picked up on my own. And I was like, hey, you know, I could, yeah, oh, it was grade eight. And then we did, a, we did like a, an assignment, an exercise, and our group scored A+. Plus. And that gave me the confidence. I'm like, hey, you know what? I, I really like dance, right? And this this could be something that's that's nice, hip hop. So I got into hip hop and then we 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 actually put a crew together. We won uh, it was like a high school crew across Ottawa. And it was like the second year where every single high school they would have their own dance class, uh, dance dance groups, and they would uh, enroll their group and they it would high school versus high school. And it was actually um, a provincial thing. But our dance crew was the only dance crew that we pulled people from different high schools. I don't know how we got into the competition, but we did and we won it. <laughs> and that kind of set us on a different trajectory where I started traveling for dance, um, you know, learn from, you know, from people off TV, like Taba Martyrs, you know, America's Best Dance Crew. It was really cool. Even the wave, it was really cool. It was really cool. Man. Um, but that was my life. And, you know, it was very passionate, but uh we all know like artists have a very uh financially you know they struggle 
Um, so my mentor said, you know, sure enough, that's your passion, but do you think it's going to give you the life that you really want? Right. And I said, you know, no. So um, to go back to it ever since then, I was really, I really, it really woke, woke up to me to, to keep in mind that the people that I surround myself with, and although I love my friends very much and I still do, and I still keep in contact with a few of them, you know, ultimately the mindset and the thinking wasn't really uh, the type of mindset that I, that I needed or that I wanted to get to where I wanted to go. So now, you know, Justin, ever since moving to Vancouver, I've just been very so disciplined to be around good people. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Good people and just uh, and individuals that keep me accountable, right? So people that think at a higher level, people that want more in life, people that drive more, they challenge me, they challenge themselves and they just, they just keep me on track, you know, they keep me at group of friends. We meet every single week. We're like, so, you know, how was your week? Great. You know, so what did you do? What, what did you do this week to push forward your life? Like, that's the first questions they asked me. I'm like, wow, that's a loaded question. I did nothing. <laughs> no, no, I did this, 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 this. And then they share with me and I get inspired off of their story. And then they get inspired and we just hold each other to a, a higher accountable level. Fantastic. And I think having an accountability partner is, um, is a really integral part of growth. Uh, and one of the things that we have to be careful of, though, with our integrity partners um, uh, is to have an integral, uh, a, a person with high integrity, um, you know, because, you know, some some of us, we, we fear not, you know, living up to our end of the bargain. Uh, and so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tell a little fib that that ends up snowballing into this big thing. And, you know, next thing you know, the, the, the truth starts to come out and all of a sudden you're like, well, you were supposed to be my accountability partner. You've been lying to me all this time. Uh, it doesn't happen necessarily. Like I, I had an accountability partner when I was in, uh, when I was working out, when I used to work at a gym and every morning, like I would trek. I mean, I went from, from Vancouver to, to Burnaby just before the bottom of SFU um, to go work out with this guy who lived in the apartment complex of the gym um, you know, that, that we went to work out in because I, I was an employee of that gym. And every day, like it would like a like clockwork at 630 in the morning, I would arrive because we had to finish our workout and get up to school, mm. um, you know, but it, it really meant that you had to show up every single day and, and trudge through it. And business is no different. Uh, life mastery is no different. Um, in order for you to really reach another level, I find that it's not that you can't do it and you can't hold yourself accountable, but the human organizational behavior uh, Dixie says though that we're we're a little bit more lax with ourselves you know uh, if we give ourselves an inch we'll take a mile right you know what was like one chip turns out to be the whole fucking bag yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and, and and same thing with work it's like oh you know I'm tired today um, you know and and if you don't have somebody who goes hey you know what did you do today to make your life progress another step you kind of go well you know I skipped the day um, yeah. And, and so you let it slide. And, you know, if, again, if you do that daily and you do that consistently, you end up holding a lower standard. And if you can't hold the standard, you can't expect other people to hold that standard. So having an accountability, the partner that makes you uncomfortable, that uncomfortable feeling is so important because that uncomfortable feeling is that mental leverage that we need in order for us to go to that another level. So it's yeah. really important. I think you embody so many things 
um, that will ultimately lead to your success, whether you found it now or that you're going to find more of it later. And I think that you have ingrained such great habits in the beginning that has allowed you to get to where you are today. So I know that uh, I'm going to be cognizant of time. Let's try not to go too far over the 30 minute mark, but we're, we're getting there. And so this is really interesting. I've seen on your Instagram lately that you are in uh, Tony Robbins uh, five day challenge. Uh, Tony is a, an incredible uh, individual who's achieved enormous amount of success in the arena of self-development. Um, but, you know, for, for the people who are listening, who, you know, maybe skeptical, skeptical about Tony or, you know, maybe have considered it, but not sure, you know, what has your experience been with Tony? Oh man, God bless that man. <laughs> um, Tony, he's just, man, he's, he's what I call an activator, you know, like, and in terms of like his messaging and his is so consistent and this guy just this guy just helps you have major breakthroughs no matter when no matter what i feel like just putting on an audio with tony in the background it gets it gets me like it reframes my mind you know if i'm going if, if i have a slump day because when to tony i i think tony has a like I'm not Tony, but like my experiences from Tony, whenever I listen, I listen, I like to listen to this content on this psycho uh, human psychology aspect, because like there's so many things that limit us and that block us. But at the end of the day, it's our own false beliefs of what we think. And, you know, he has a major saying, and I think his teacher was Jim Rohn, right? So like, his teacher yeah. was Jim Rohn. Yeah. So that's, that's incredible. Like Jim Rohn, like he's Jim Rohn, like, you know, they have a relationship and I'm like, Jim Rohn was, is just boom for those that don't Jim Rohn. Right. So Tony, like they, they say, you know, if you want to change your results in life, you first got to change your thoughts because your thoughts creates your actions and your actions creates your results in life. So if you don't like your results, you first start by changing your thoughts. Right. Um, and I think that's a very important thing and it's very simple, but because we get so busy every single day, myself, like we, we tend to forget sometimes like the way we feel it's because our thoughts, right. And, and my, my first mentor had said, you know, NT, you know, your greatest thinking got you to where you are right now in life. <laughs> Do you like your life? And this is a 19. I'm like, I enjoy my life, but I want more. Right. He's like, well, you know, um, it all starts by your thinking. So if you want a better result in your life, if you want something different, whether it's better health, you know, you want, you want to get a better physical shape, right? Whether it's your finances, whether it's your, your relationships, right? And this is, this is something I'm working on Justin in 2021, which is just pure out goal-giving genuine relationships. Because I think, you know, being in business and sales, sometimes we can get down in that little path of saying like it becomes too transactional you lose the human aspect to it and and business and sales is all about relationships you, you gotta impact you gotta give and, and really expect nothing in return right um so you know to speak to that tony i think really helps myself with that and that's my experience with him and man i the five-day challenge five-day experience was incredible and justin there's like over a million people tuned in worldwide, 
And it's funny when you look at it, it's 1% of the population. It's 1% of the, <laughs> you know, 1% rule. It's 1%, it's like 1%, right? And like you hear stories, you, you see some people that has worse stories than you. You think you have it hard and then you see this person, geez, they have it worse, right? And they were able to overcome their own obstacles. They were able to overcome, you know, their challenges and, you know, uh, what we say, get back to the bright side of, of life, right? But he's a great reset for me, you know? And, and, you know, being in the world we are right now with technology, with podcasts like this, there's so many resources that we can tap into. And Tony is something I choose to, to tap into in the morning, on the weekends, just to reset myself. And his value systems are just, it's something that really lines up with me, right? So uh, that's my experience. And for those who are looking at Tony, I, I really consider just listen to him on YouTube first, you know? And, you know, this was a free day, five day course challenge. It was free. So it was a YouTube live and it didn't cost me a dime. It just cost me my time. And I just tuned in with some friends. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting. And, you know, I think Tony sort of carried on and amplified the work for Jim, um, you know, over, over time. And I think, you know, as, as he winds down, we're going to have to look forward to other people in this, this arena to hopefully carry on his work and continue to push the envelope. And, you know, that <laughs> me one day right here. Uh, and, and for those who don't know, uh, who have managed to listen to all the way to the end of this podcast, um, you know, our, our online courses and our coaching uh, really has started to to break ground. Um, you know, I'm waiting for just a few things to come through and our courses uh, will be live. So I will you know, be really honored if uh, you guys take a look at it and see if you guys can find uh, tremendous value. Um, but but what uh, NT here says is is absolutely correct. It's it's really about you know the time that we're spending and and how much uh, it's rooted in our thoughts. And for me, I spend an enormous amount of time in this arena. Um, and you know the questions that I had were how do you bridge some of those thoughts? Uh, and so you know my work carries on from where Tony uh, leaves off from in a conceptual part. And for me, I can't be one of those people who uh, take it for face value. And I had to dig and, you know, that's a both a blessing and a disease, um, because it ultimately still makes me take longer than a person who just accepts it and runs with it. Uh, but at the same point, um, I embody it so deeply that, um, you know, it becomes a true reflex, um, and that I'm able to break it back down for somebody else. Uh, and so that's what I've done in our in our courses is I've taken that to another level into more micromanaging pieces, bite-sized chunks that you can really take and really tap into in a repeatable fashion. So, nice. you know, yeah. Um, but what I always want to ask everybody before we end a podcast is what is a book or a resource that has truly impacted your career path? A book or a resource? Yeah, like website, seminar. What what has what have you experienced, read, come across one thing that has truly made a pivot into your world that uh, you could share with somebody else who might be on the path? Hmm. Um, great question. Actually, wow kind of drawing a blank right now, but uh, I, I've been asked that question, but maybe not in that type of concept. Uh, because if I look over there, I have like a, I have a book stand of books, right? And I'm looking at my books right now. I think what really set me, hmm, that's a great question. I think it depends on the timing in your life. But one, the first, like to put context, the first book I ever read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
right, by Robert Kiyosaki. And that really made me understand, you know, a few concepts in life about finances. I said, okay, no, I don't want a job. <laughs> you know, I want, a, I want a business. And then I got into sales. So another, another book that helped me in sales was uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie. Sorry? Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie, that's right. Actually, I'm, there's a Dale Carnegie completed edition there sitting on my, uh, on my bookshelf there too. Should I show you? No. Uh, nah. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, I think Napoleon Hill books are really good too. And, you know, I think just any, any good environment that keeps you accountable to personal growth. Like there's, there's a whole bunch. There's like Landmark, there's PSI, there's podcasts. You know, there's your podcast app, right? You tune in, right? You can see, do whatever it takes. That's Grant Cardone, right? Like Cardone Zone, right? About real estate. That's what I listen to. Um, but each, each person has different things that I listen to. John C. Maxwell, huge leadership guy. He's my leadership go-to, right? John C. And uh, that's, that's basically about it. About it, I picked up a few other books. Uh, I'm starting to read *Sapiens* because I really want to start under. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. It's a good book. Good book. Yeah. You like it? I just, think you'll like it. You'll find it that's interesting. That's on the personal growth side, but just understanding like human, you know, human I, evolution psychology. Human evolution, yeah. yeah, something I, I I I just enjoy. That's my interests, right? And then I picked up *Drive*. Actually, it was recommended by Nicole Yamanaka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We had a great time, one one to one, and then she recommended that book too. I have it's been on my read list, so um, I hope that answers your question in terms of my resources. But I think, in summary, I look at different authors towards different type of resources for myself. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me here. If uh, people who are listening all the way to the end, if you guys found it valuable, please let me know. If you want NT to come back onto this show, you got to let me know because. Uh, know they get invites only because uh you know you guys want it so uh thank you so much for joining me today i really do appreciate it hope uh you had a good time i did it was a phenomenal time my second podcast but i could say really my first one because the other one was not a was not done as well as this and i really enjoyed the time justin this was this is great man this is great i really appreciate you and your time and thanks for the invitation i hope uh you've got some value out of this too Perfect. I did. It was really great to get to, to chat with you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have you back on the show. You think I could talk days, hours <laughs> yes. on, on self-development. So, uh, but thank you for hopping onto the show. And for those people who are listening all the way to the very end, thank you so much. And uh, just so you know, you guys can get the news first uh, is that we have now launched Tactical Program as a website. Uh, and we're collecting emails for people who are looking to grow their mindset, improve their business, improve their marketing. And so uh, I'm busy writing courses day in and day out and, and filming all the material for all of you. So I'm hoping that you guys are going to find value with that. Uh, head to tacticalprogram.com uh, to sign up for the courses. And our first one will be free. It's my gift to you guys. So uh, make sure that you guys tune in. But thank you again, Ente. And uh, we will be chatting with you guys. Have a great day. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Your time is valuable, and I'm deeply humbled that you're spending that time with me. I want to make this channel something really great, something you can really enjoy and get a lot of value out of. So if you have any suggestions or comments, please connect with me and let me know. If you enjoyed this content, I'd love it if you'd share it with somebody else, and if you'd leave a comment on iTunes for me. 
This helps me rank higher on the search engines. And as always, tune in next week as we dig deeper into marketing and business. Until next time, have a great day.